So a, a, a draft opinion was released from the United States Supreme Court, and uh, it's it's very controversial in the U.S. Here's the headline from Politico. It says the Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights, according to a draft opinion. Now, uh, this is unprecedented, not because of the contents of the uh, decision, but you've never had, to my knowledge, a draft opinion from the Supreme Court being released. This is a first. And um, this is uh, very significant because basically this this uh, means now that abortion in the United States is no longer constitutionally guaranteed, okay? Now, I, I don't want to dive in too much into abortion itself, but I want to dive into the reaction around this and give you some, some, some context and insight into uh, the U.S. political climate, because I think you'll find it very interesting. But just for background information, uh, Politico says the Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision, according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, which was circulated inside the court and obtained by Politico. The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and a 1992 subsequent decision, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, when you see something like this, it's a, it's a case, right? A uh, court case. Uh, that largely maintained the right. Um, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. So he's the Supreme Court Justice. Um, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, so both of those cases. Um, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. So the immediate impact of the ruling, as drafted in February, would be to end a half-century guarantee of federal constitutional protection of abortion rights and allow each state to decide individually whether to restrict or ban abortion. It's unclear if there have been subsequent changes to the draft. And um, so... They say also here, so just about the timing, that justices can and sometimes do change their votes as draft opinions circulate, and major decisions can be subject to multiple drafts. The court's holding will not be final until it is published, likely in the next two months. So uh, as I was saying, in modern history of the court, none of the draft decisions have been uh, disclosed publicly. And uh, there have been many, many uh, reactions to this, right? So... Uh, you have some people who are yeah, – I mean this is, again, like any issue, but especially in the United States, it's very contentious. You have people who are uh, you know, who are happy about this, who are against abortion, and you have people who are um, uh, in support of abortion who are outraged, right? Because they're saying that this has been guaranteed for 50 years, and why wasn't it co codified into law, right? That's what some people are asking, and they're, they're asking a very important question because – and this is what I wanted to get to because the Democrats, um, which compared to Republicans – um, are really 99.9% .9 the same. But on this issue, uh, generally speaking, Democrats are more in favor of abortion than Republicans, okay? Um, and the irony is that right now, the Democrats have the White House, Joe Biden, right? They uh, have the Senate with Kamala Harris uh, being the tiebreaker vote, so barely have the Senate, and they have the House. So they have what is called a supermajority. They control all... Um, uh, chambers of the um, uh, uh, of government, right? So, uh, as I said, the White House, the House, and the Senate. And 
usually when you have that, that means you can pass whatever laws you like. You have a majority. You're in charge, a supermajority. And so people are saying, well, Democrats ran on the uh, pro-abortion stance, right, that they, they support a women's right to choose, as they say, and they, they, they have the chance right now to codify this into law. And actually, people are saying they had 50 years to do it, right? Because you saw the first decision, Roe v. Wade is 1973. So what were they doing for, for 50 years? Why didn't they uh, do it under Bill Clinton or under Obama? Obama also had a supermajority during uh, the, the beginning of his first term, if I'm not mistaken, right? So <laughs> people are saying, what's going on? I want to show you just some, some of the reactions. This is from Ro Khanna, and he says, we have the House, the Senate, and the White House. There's no excuse for letting Roe fall. Um, Adam Schiff says, I don't care how the draft leaked. That's a sideshow. What I care about is that a small number of conservative justices who lied about their plans to the Senate intend to deprive millions of women of reproductive care. Codifying Roe isn't enough. We must expand the court. (laughs) That's another interesting thing that you see in the United States. Some people, they want to expand the Supreme Court, which has, if I'm not mistaken, seven uh, uh, Supreme Court justices, and uh, they their idea is that if you you know um, if you expand the court, then you you have more fluidity in uh, in terms of the decisions, right? So um, you right now you have nine justices, and they want to expand it more, not seven, nine. Uh, here's Kamala Harris. She she reacted to the leaked draft. Let's take a look at what she had to say. Okay. If there was ever any doubt about why Emily's list is important, last night makes the point. Women's rights in America are under attack. If the court overturns Roe v. Wade, it will be a direct assault on freedom, on the fundamental right of self-determination to which all Americans are entitled. Roe protects the right to access abortion. It also protects a woman's right to make decisions about what she does with her own body. Now, here's something interesting with Joe Biden, because, uh, again, Kamala is the vice president, but Biden is the president. And uh, here's something from The New York Times. And uh, take a look at what it says. I think you'll find this very peculiar, very interesting. So the headline reads, when Joe Biden voted to let states overturn Roe v. Wade. Hmm. That's interesting, because... uh, I was under the impression that Democrats are all on the same page, right? And Joe Biden is this huge progressive, right? And you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of Hillary Clinton, who on the record opposed gay marriage, and then all of a sudden she is pro-gay marriage. My point here is that I'm not talking about the issues that they're raising. I'm showing you how these politicians are snakes. They they have a public position and a private position, and their public position <laughs> changes like a wind in the fart. You know, one day it's this, one day it's that. It's whatever helps me to get elected. That's basically their mentality, right? And you saw that with Hillary. You see that here. This is very common. It's not something just exclusive to Democrats. <laughs> Come on. Uh, politicians everywhere do this. But this – I'm talking about the U.S. In this case, um, this is very relative. And so this is the New York Times article. They say it was a new era in Washington in 1981, and abortion rights activists were terrified. 
with an anti-abortion president, meaning Reagan, in power and Republicans controlling the Senate for the first time in decades, social conservatives pushed for a constitutional amendment to allow individual states to overturn Roe v. Wade. Which, again, this is the Supreme Court ruling we are talking about. And uh, the amendment, which the National Abortion Rights Action League called the, quote, most devastating attack yet on abortion rights, cleared a key hurdle in the Senate Judiciary Committee in March 1982. Support came not only from Republicans, but from a 39-year-old second-term Democrat, Joe Biden. Ah. So, again, just a little bit of background information, because... um, Chuck Schumer had this to say, okay? Um, I'll show you the tape in a minute, but my, the point that I'm trying to get to here is that uh, the Democrats, as a lot of people are, are criticizing criticizing them for, and again, this has nothing to do whether you support abortion or you don't. Just pay attention to what I'm saying. The Democrats who claim to uh, uh, support uh, reproductive care, as they called it as well, it, uh, they had many decades – to codify this, okay, to make it law. And they have that opportunity right now. Why haven't they done that? If you ask me, and I think I'm not the only one who who feels this way, I think this is a political football. This is something that they don't want to codify into law because then they can always use this to basically uh, sell them, uh, sell their elections, right, um, to, to promote their, their, um, uh, their election runs. Uh, to tell you that, oh, you have to vote for a Democrat because if you don't, the big, bad, meanie, conservative Republicans will come and they'll take away your right to uh, uh, to reproductive care, right? So it's something that they, they always hold over your head. And if they really cared about it, right, they would put it into law, but they don't care about it. It's just a political football. And they they need this so they can have a selling point. They probably don't even agree with that anyway because I just showed you Biden, for example, Definitely wasn't. And it's like Hillary Clinton. She definitely wasn't in favor of gay marriage. And then all of a sudden she's this, wow, she's a brilliant progressive. Okay, (laughs) if you say so. (laughs) I don't believe Hillary. And uh, this is really funny, right, seeing them, uh, you know, change position like snakes. And another thing, it's not just, oh, elect me, Mr. or Mrs. Republican. uh, Sorry, Democrats, I can save you from the Republicans. The other thing is that they make money from this. Do you know what happened in the last days after this news broke that this draft opinion was released from the Supreme Court? Guess guess what they're doing, all of these Democrats? They are sending fundraising emails, and they're using this thing as, again, a political football. Here is um, – uh, this is one from AOC. Just saw it randomly, right? So they say people elected Democrats precisely so we could lead in perilous moments like these. It's high time we codify Roe, okay? And then, of course, she's asking for money. Now, uh, again, if you ask me, <laughs> your money is better spent elsewhere. I, I wouldn't trust uh, I wouldn't trust the politician to tell me the time, okay? Because these these politicians, like AOC, they ran on a lot of things. They said, "You got to elect me. I'm going to fight for your right to health care." Where is it? Oh, I'm going to fight for Palestinians. Really? <laughs> looks very different when you refuse to vote against Iron Dome funding. Oh, vote for me, Green New Deal. And then they basically get behind Joe Biden uh, and give you some watered-down piece of 
trash with John Kerry. You know, they had these like committees between Bi- uh, Bernie and Biden's camps, uh, ba- basically just to, you know, acquiesce everybody and, and give the impression of, you know, finding concessions. What concessions? There's nothing. There's not a single thing these people ran on that they've actually implemented. And again, you could come here and say, but they're just a few people. It's not up to them. They, they have uh, battles in, in the Senate and in, in the House. Fine. I, I agree. But look at their voting record. It's one thing to say it's not only up to them, and it's a completely different different thing to say they're voting like establishment Democrats. Do you understand? So this is just one example of all of these fundraising emails that they're now sending. Like, oh, you quick, we got to save Roe v. Wade. Please donate to my campaign. <laughs> You're funny. They don't care about this, man. This is, again, I think it's, it's very much a political football, and uh, it's just something that they're always going um, to use to fundraise to promote their their election runs, but they're never actually going to put into law because why would they, right? When they can always bring that up and hold it over your head. Now, the interesting thing is, look at this. There will be a vote. Look, the Senate will vote next week on a bill codifying Roe. It will require 60 votes to pass. Now, in this case, uh, we know that the Democrats only have a Senate majority for a simple majority, right? So uh, depending on the votes, Some votes only require a simple majority, meaning 51 out of 100 votes. And the right now the Senate is tied. Kamala Harris, as the vice president, according to the Constitution, she's the tiebreaker. So she can get it, you know, get the Democrats over that hump to 51 and pass whatever it is by a simple majority. Now, in this case, this is not a simple majority. You need a bit higher than that. And you would you would have to get nine uh, Republicans plus Kamala Harris to actually uh, get this passed. Okay, so fine. Now they're going to tell you, yeah, but it's not up to us and so on and so on. And the Democrats, uh, the the Republicans are blocking it and all of this good stuff. But again, this issue has been for 50 years, 50 years. They had an opportunity to get this done. Why won't they do it? Because they don't care about this. And it's one again, one of these social issues. uh, One of again, I I don't even know if it's a social issue. They, They say a lot of things from foreign policy to healthcare. It's just another thing that they always lie about. They pretend to care about. And it's just to get your money and get your vote. Do you understand? That's really what it comes down to. And uh, they, they, they need it in perpetuity. Uh, here's Chuck Schumer uh, talking about the vote. Take a look. Next week, the U.S. Senate is going to vote on legislation to codify a woman's right to seek an abortion into federal law. Republicans will have two choices. They can own the destruction of women's rights where they can reverse course and work to prevent the damage. I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. Imagine you do not have authority over your own body for 10 months. Imagine if that decision-making would not be taken away, even if you would die in childbirth, even if you couldn't decide who you were having children with. When you have someone like my cousin who desperately wanted a baby and tried for years and after multiple miscarriages finally got pregnant and was carrying this baby to term was so excited and something horrible happened near the end of the pregnancy and her life was in serious jeopardy. Mitch McConnell doesn't know my cousin. The politicians here that are determining this, they don't, they don't care. I'm not going to stop fighting or speaking up. And when November comes, Americans everywhere 
need to make their voices heard by sending more pro-choice voices to the Senate and to the House so we can. See, there it is. There's the election plug again. You know, 50 years to get it done. And every single time it's all, please, if you vote for us this time, we promise da 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 This is just one of those issues. It's not the only one. You know the trick. You know, you know how politicians are. And at the end of the day, Democrats and Republicans are two sides of the same turd. There's no difference whatsoever. Anything other than that is splitting hairs, and you goddamn know it. You know it. It's splitting hairs. But I, so again, I just wanted to give you a little bit of the the context around this. And I, here's another funny comment I saw. Look at this ridiculous stuff. So this tweet says. To think we spent 20 years fighting violent religious extremists abroad. So do you know what she's referring to? She's basically saying that the violent religious extremists uh, are the ones in the Supreme Court and in the United States who are trying to make abortion uh, illegal, right? Um, and I, I really think this is this is hilarious. Let me read that again to you. She's saying, we spent 20 years fighting violent religious extremists abroad. What? <laughs> oh yeah Re- remember that time when uh, the united states didn't give money to the mujahideen yeah i don't either all i see in the last uh, uh several decades is the cia giving money to the mujahideen which later became al-qaeda and the taliban including osama bin laden and Z- al-zawahiri and then of course the united states uh, working with Al-Qaeda in Syria, giving them weapons which they stole from Libya after they killed Gaddafi, sending them lethal aid. Yeah, really, really cool guys. Totally secular, you know? <laughs> and then, of course, um, the Wahhabism that's coming out of Saudi Arabia. You know, basically, the United States has this agreement with the Saudis. You give us oil, we'll give you security. We turn the other way with your exporting Wahhabism. I, I mean, is this a joke? And Israel. Israel. The the The... The ethno state, the the racist apartheid entity that claims to represent Judaism. That that's the thing, by the way. You know, um, all all these groups, Al Qaeda, uh, ISIS, which again, the United States gave rise to ISIS. ISIS would not exist if the U.S. had not invaded Iraq. So Al Qaeda, ISIS, Daesh, uh, the Israelis, all, all of these groups, they claim to be religious. I'm I don't know, man. My opinion. They have nothing to do with religion because they basically hijack Islam and they hijack Judaism to pursue political goals, political goals, not religious. That, that's that's the cover. Do you understand? And they, what they end up doing is they dirty the name of Judaism and they dirty the name of Islam. It's like the Crusaders, right? It's just a bunch of violent thugs using Christianity as a cover. And, and you know, it, it, it's it's nothing new. But my point is that you think the United States is fighting extremists? No, 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 no. The United States has been funding so-called religious extremists for fucking decades are you high or something how can you write this drivel who is arming saudi arabia who sold them hundreds of billions of dollars of weapons who turned a blind eye when they were exporting wahhabism who the hell helped create al-qaeda was that china mongolia it was nepal it was argentina it's the united states it's the cia this is basic history this is common knowledge Those are not religious extremists to you. The Israelis are not religious extremists to you. Who's bankrolling Israel? Who gives Israel $3.8 billion a year to to treat Palestinians like third-rate humans and and implement apartheid and settler colonialism? What the fuck are you smoking? 
oh, we're, we are fighting religious extremists. Get the hell out of here, you dunce. You absolute dunce. Shame on you. Absolute shame on you. This is, this is embarrassing to write such a thing. Embarrassing. You know, just to give you the example of Syria, Syria is a secular country. Secular. It, the majority are Muslim, and you have 10% Christian, like me, and you have many, many religious groups and ethnic groups, and it's still secular, and you have this beautiful cohesion, this harmony, this coexistence, not tolerance, coexistence. You know, Druze, Palestinians, Armenians, Bedouins, uh, uh, Assyrians, Syriacs, uh, Orthodox, you know, Sunni, Alawi, Shia, uh, Armenian Orthodox, Armenian Catholic, just I, too many to name, literally too many to name. And we have this beautiful, beautiful social fabric, this precious social fabric. And they come along, the United States and the UK and Turkey and Saudi Arabia and Israel and Qatar, and they send these lunatic uh, 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 terrorists like Al-Qaeda and Hayat Tahrir al-Sham and Faylaq al-Rahman and Jesh al-Islam and, and all of these lunatics which they've given money to and, and training and weapons to overthrow the government. And then they tell, oh, we, you know, we would never support religious extremists. Oh, no. Huh, man, you would support the devil. The United States would support the devil if he had their foreign policy objectives um, uh, in mind. They, w- they would get in bed with Satan if it helped them accomplish their foreign policy goals. Know that. Know that. What drivel. What absolute drivel.